Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Dee Bowers with Exposing Truth Ministries in Houston, Texas. I have a message of truth for people who struggle with issues of life that they just can't seem to conquer or overcome. It seems like no matter how hard you try, you just can't seem to pull yourself out of repeated adversity, bad relationships, sicknesses, financial poverty, and the pitfalls of life. Join us in this series called The Evil Around Us. This episode of this series is part one, The Battle in the Physical and Spiritual Realm. Many of you are being held back because of the way you think and the resistance to receive anything other than what you want to believe. I want to point out that some of you have a storage unit, which I call your mind, and it's full of lies, unbelief, and false doctrine that you have kept organized in this tiny, neat box. You have decided that you already know what's real and what's false and have refused to allow anyone to rearrange or clean out that box. Some of you deny what is real because you have allowed someone else to define reality without allowing your own thoughts and reasoning skills to discern for yourself. I want to speak about a reality that is dismissed and is part of the reason you repeatedly fail after trying so hard to succeed. When God created this earth, there was already a spiritual realm. This realm consisted of good and bad entities, which was not a problem for the creator because he created them and he had full control. But it is definitely a problem for mankind. These entities were created to correct us, prune us, and put us through fire to bring us closer and closer to the Lord. When God created the universe, he said everything that he created was just as he planned. His perfect will was done. So never ever believe or allow someone to convince you that something or someone altered God's plan and he is not in full control. The spiritual realm is invisible but can be seen by those with the gift of sight and sometimes by those that are being attacked by these entities. God has given the gift of sight to many and for some, they use it for evil. What is interesting is that I find more people want to learn about the occult, like shamans and fortune tellers and palm readers, than people really want to try to understand God's world and how we're not supposed to partake in the spiritual realm. The quest for knowledge and power are the main reasons why people get involved in the occult. There is this fascination with the unknown and the need for direction in life without waiting for God. What people don't understand is that once they dip their toes in the spiritual realm, they have opened the door to all types of evil. We now have young people getting involved in witchcraft through TikTok and other medias that can set them on a path for destruction. Our churches of all places are full of Reiki teachers trying to recruit people into a spiritual cult. What some people don't realize is in that cult, they may never, ever be able to set themselves free. 
Then there's the polar opposite. Those people that ignore what is happening right in their face and deny the existence of a spiritual realm. The statement I hear most often is, I cannot believe in something I cannot see. Well, let's look at that for a moment. We breathe oxygen to survive. How do we know? Well, someone told us that we're breathing H2O. I personally have never seen it or touched it. I don't think anyone has. We believe that germs exist. We can't see them. We can't feel them. We can't touch them. But we can definitely see the results when we are infected or become ill. Christians believe God created a physical world from a spiritual world that we cannot see. And atheists believe that the universe was created by a big bang. What in the heck is a big bang? I had to look this up for an explanation. Simplified, it says the universe as we know it started with a small single point. I have no definition as to what this point is or where it came from. But anyway, this point exploded, then inflated over the next 13.8 billion years to become the cosmos as we know today. We know that no one has ever seen God. The Bible actually tells us that. My question is, did anyone ever see the Big Bang? So how does this Big Bang belief system prove to be any more rational than the creation by God? God does not have a beginning, but nor does the single point Big Bang that atheists believe in. But if we actually use our reasoning skills, we can see that there is a big difference between the two of them. There is no documentation nor definitive science to prove that Big Bang ever existed. This Big Bang theory is used to discredit God so people can deny that there is a creator. On the other hand, God says he created the bang and he has given us proof of his existence. God quoted to mankind exactly what he did in creation and prophesied events centuries ago that have actually happened. And these events have been documented by witnesses. The point I'm trying to make is just because you have not seen it or experienced it does not mean it is not real. In this spiritual realm exists a superpower not like his creator, but one that is capable of destruction. And he is used by God as God pleases. His name is Satan. He exists with millions of other entities that just wait patiently for direction. Satan was not only necessary, but he was, in fact, perfect for the job that God created him to fulfill. I want to point out that Satan was not created for us to play with, conspire with, or become his accomplice. Dabbling in the spiritual realm can kill you or cause you major pain and suffering. Even though most of us cannot see the spirits in the spiritual realm, 
The spirits can see us and they are with us at all times. The only way that physical beings or human beings can cross over to the spiritual realm is when they die. I've had people say to me, D, if I listen to you, what you're saying is there is a spirit around every corner. (laughs) And my answer is, yes, there is. He may not be there for you, but he is there on that corner. The spirits don't have a body or vessel that can allow them to live and interact in the physical realm. So they have to possess a human or an animal. Then that way they can manipulate the person and cause misery, not only in their lives, but in lives of others. Yes, spirits can possess our bodies and and wreak havoc in our minds. Many people in mental hospitals today are there because they are fighting a spiritual battle in a physical world. Our world is full of mentally sick people living on the streets and in mental hospitals, surviving day by day with illnesses doctors cannot explain. Family members are always trying to understand what has happened to their loved ones. We have more and more people diagnosed as bipolar and being subscribed Latuda while walking around like zombies. Many of them want to commit suicide or cut themselves believing their pain will go away through the wounds. What is terribly sad is when a loved one tries to explain what he feels or what he sees, immediately we as non-believers look to mental illness. Tormented and harassed, they are unable to share their pain because of fear of embarrassment or condemnation. Then when taken to a doctor, they're put on mind-altering drugs for depression, schizophrenia, anxiety, etc. These medications are just band-aids to a common problem. The problem is spirits. Doctors have turned people away because a medical test does not confirm the pain nor the torment. With nowhere to turn, many people commit suicide being rejected by the family or by the very place they thought would help them. And that is the church. Many churches, they don't want to address the spiritual realm. And they teach that evil cannot live in Christians because they have a Holy Spirit. This is not true and it is stated nowhere in the word of God. Satan loves to hear this because then he is allowed to feast on everybody in that congregation. They're living in blindness and walking in blindness every day. There is a scripture in Isaiah that I think about every time I run into someone who does not believe. It says, bring out the people who are blind, yet have eyes, who are deaf, yet have ears. I have many stories that I can share, but I want to give you an example of what many psychiatrists will do when you take your family or loved ones to be evaluated. A few years ago, I had a call from a woman who had gone to a spiritual conference and determined that the mental and physical problems she had been experiencing most of her life were probably spiritual. 
She called our ministry, and although she was not aware of the noise in the background, I could hear a lot of spiritual chatter through the phone. I skipped the waiting period that we have to to use for most people, and I met her the next day at a restaurant. I sat and heard her story as I watched her hands dance with rhythm and her neck jerk. She told me the psychiatrist told her that she had something called conversion. After listening for an hour or so, which I really didn't mind because I understand how one feels when they can finally sit down and talk to someone who does not think they're crazy. I took her outside of the restaurant and had her sit down at a bench. I looked in her eyes and I spoke out loud. Shiva! Come forth. I waited for a response. I looked down and the, and the hand movements, all of the dancing had stopped. It had frozen. And I looked at the jerking from her neck. Her neck had stopped jerking. This woman looked at me with fear in her eyes as she heard that spirit audibly for the first time in her life. That spirit said to me, How did you know I was here? I laughed because the battle had just begun and he did not know who he was dealing with. This woman was born with this spirit and it had been tormenting her and causing her accidents all her life. She is an example of a generational curse, another reality that theologians and the church often denies. One of the biggest lies you have ever been told is that there is no Satan. It is not only one of the biggest lies, it is also Satan's greatest accomplishment in making you believe that he is not real. We have churches that teach Satan does not exist, but they are not able to explain what happened to him. If you read the New Testament of the Bible, Satan's name is mentioned over 70 times. So what happened? Did he just disappear? The Bible doesn't say God destroyed him. So how can anyone say that Satan is gone? Just think, not only has Satan blinded the eyes of millions, it is his kingdom that has caused you your pain, your loss, your adversity, and your heartache. Whether you open the door to this evil thing or it was sent your way, all your pain is caused indirectly or directly by this spirit called Satan. As long as you deny his existence and believe he is a myth, he has full range to do whatever he wants to do whenever he pleases. Ah, but if you are a believer in Christ, Satan cannot touch you unless God has given him a right to do so. We'll talk about that another day in another podcast. We are told that Satan is the God of this world, not because of power, but because he has the ability to oversee and promote evil in this world. We as people embrace this character with our opinions, our hopes, 
our desires, and of course, our sin. Although he has power over this world, God has not given him dominion over believers. Does that mean believers cannot be affected by Satan? Heck no. And that's because we all sin. It is sin that triggers these spirits in your life. The difference is Christ has given believers the power to resist the devil and the wiles of the enemy. And you may be sitting there wondering, hmm, if Jesus gave us this power, why is my life being hindered? Easy answer is because Satan has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. And this belief is held by Christians. There are so many belief systems that keep all of us from experiencing the joy and peace that comes as a believer in Christ. Christian or not, we are all lost people holding onto whatever tickles our ears. Some of us are so comfortable with what we have been told, it is sacred in our minds and we refuse to make room for other opinions or truths. I have been helping the Lord as a deliverance minister for 20 plus years. I will share my spiritual story in another podcast. But I too was a victim where my family tried to commit me to a mental institution. I spent years trying to fight a spiritual battle with physical weapons and ideas. It took me seven years to walk in freedom. Six years I was in blindness and the last year I was learning who I am in Christ. See, first, I had to get rid of my stinking thinking, which is my unbelief. Then I walked with Jesus. And then I fought with Jesus and praise God, I won. We need to all understand that our battles belong to the Lord. But until we realize it is only he that can save us, we will stay in this circle of hopelessness, pain, and torment. As we move forward in this series, we will learn more about who Satan is, his purpose and his strategies, and how to win our battles and claim victory. If you are expecting to hear the doctrine you have learned about Satan's kingdom in Sunday school, you will be disappointed. This series is based on the word of God, experience and teachings from the Holy Spirit. Stay tuned because knowledge is power. If you would like to receive teachings, emails and notifications, subscribe, like us or go to our website at www.exposingtruth.org. We also ask that you support this ministry so that we can continue to teach the truth by exposing the lies of Satan. Stay woke and informed and again keep us live for your support this is d bowers with exposing truth ministry